Hello, everyone. Welcome to News and Brews Sports Biz, our to-the-point series where we talk about the newest developments related to the coronavirus pandemic and other emerging issues impacting collegiate sports. I'm here with my partner, Katie Davis, and we are very excited to continue featuring financial voices from the industry. Joining us for today's discussion is Eric George, Executive Senior Associate AD and CFO at Mississippi State University Athletics. We're going to talk about leadership during the pandemic. Eric has a unique perspective to share as he transitioned between two Power Five programs at the start of the shutdown, and Katie will be sharing her point of view as the leader of our firm's higher education industry practice. So getting started, Eric, tell us a little bit about your history in college athletics, business management, and what got you in the industry and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, appreciate you guys uh, inviting me. So I, I got started coming out of school. Uh, I did international tax for two years, um, public accounting at Deloitte, and, and quickly realized that that was not the, the career path I wanted to go on. Um, I wanted to, no, no offense to you guys, but uh, I, no, I, I mean, college sports is a lot more interesting than international tax. I'll agree <laughs> yeah. with you there. No doubt no, about that. No um, but I, I wanted to do something that that day to day um, interacted with, with something I really enjoyed, you know, with, with sports. Um, so. After two years, I got out of public accounting. Um, my first stop in college athletics was at the University of Texas. And I was fortunate enough to kind of get in there as, as there was a, a changing of the guard. And um, Dave Marmion, who was the CFO at the time, he's now at the college football playoff, um, brought me and, and John Payne in and um, really kind of let us run with things. We developed a budget. We, we got to do all the uh, things that you would think would already be in place at somewhere you know, that's a, a well-oiled machine like Texas. And so it was a great experience, kind of top to bottom for me. Um, and, and that ultimately led to, to me getting an opportunity to go to Clemson and, and become the CFO there. Um, worked for two great people with Dan Radkovich, the AD, and, and Graham Neff, the deputy AD there, who both kind of worked their way up through the business ranks as well. Um, so I've been, been very fortunate to learn from some great people, um, to, to work with folks that have that, that business background and kind of um, pave the path and show me what, what I wanted to do um, along the way. So. Um, it's been a fun ride, and, and uh, after um, about four and a half years at, at Clemson, the opportunity came up here at Mississippi State, and um, I started in, in April, right in kind of the middle of everything. Uh, I've just been holding on for dear life ever since. <laughs> so what was the uh, transition during, I mean, I can't imagine trying to make that transition during the COVID lockdown, um, and how... You know, how did that impact your ability to develop relationships, integrate yourself into the leadership team coming in in the midst of lockdown? Yeah, you know, that was interesting. I, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone um, at the time. So I got offered, um, I guess, the Monday after basketball shut down. So right at the very beginning of this and, and didn't truly know kind of the, the breadth and extent of what I was getting myself into. Um, well, I was very fortunate to have a great team at Clemson, um, both in the business office and the exec staff team that, that really taught me a lot and showed me things. So um, making the transition here uh, was really important that I had that that same um, same style of team. And, and so there was already a great team in place, which made it a lot easier to uh, get involved and interact with them. They were very open and welcoming. Um, but I had the, the benefit of, of working on a concessions RFP, a um, Adidas agreement and and a women's basketball head coaching hire all before I technically started here. Um, so that kind of gave me a, a, an opportunity to, to get in the weeds with um, some of these exec staff team here and, and work with them and kind of see how they 
function during some uh, some you know some important decisions. Um, and I tried to kind of you know provide feedback when when asked or when needed, and not just really insert myself right into the middle from the start. Kind of kind of ease my way into it. Um, but again, it, it was it was a great team, so it was not something that um, was really that that awkward or uncomfortable. It was kind of just a natural transition and um, trying to trying to be helpful where I could and, and not overstep my bounds. No, yeah, great. I would say the virtual communications, I mean, the, the pandemic definitely has forced that. So that probably helped you somewhat as you were transitioning. Did you um, come back right away into campus or were you working some remotely or was part of your team remote? How do you communicate? Yeah. Um, so I, I started here in, in mid-April and, and was on campus already. Um, so I, I, I was here, you know, could, could see the notes and the files and everything that was left behind. Um, our business office staff was was about half and half the time. There were a couple here that, uh, for various you know reasons, internet ability at home and whatnot, were already here working. So that was very helpful for them to kind of show me how things worked and have some some human interaction. Um, but I did set up. We had weekly calls with uh, with, the, with the whole business office staff, so even the ones that were working remotely. And then I set up some time to talk to each of them individually and just kind of get to know them and, and let them get to know me as much as, as possible um, over the phone. And then whenever we came back in, in July fully, um, I, I set up you know time with each of them to sit down and talk about things that they didn't like, things they wanted to see in the future, things they didn't want to do, um, what the department was doing well, just kind of pick their brains on everything and see where they stood. So. It was uh, it was kind of a half step virtually to kind of get to know them and, and try to do as much as I could. But but really, once everyone came back in person was when I fully kind of felt settled in and was able to um, to get to know them and their personalities and some of the things that don't maybe don't come forward on a Zoom call. You know, the, the little the day to day hallway interactions and, the you know, the, the little practical jokes and things that, that you do that you can't really do as easily uh, when it's virtual. Yeah, I feel like I miss that probably the most of anything is what I call the water cooler conversation, even though I very rarely have conversations around a water cooler, but it's that's what I miss the most. But I think in other ways, I've connected more with people, especially not so much internally, but with all of you in the industry, I feel like I've connected more and everyone's been a lot more open to having video chats versus phone calls um, and in some ways have um, improved my relationships and communication with others. Um, so it's been really interesting to see that uh, evolve and everyone embrace it, even though they're kind of exhausted by it sometimes. It's um, a really great option to have. Yeah, you know, I think yeah. it's, um, it was nice that everyone was going through it together. It wasn't just a, a Clemson thing or a Mississippi State thing that we we're all in it together. We're all kind of going through the same struggles and can, can bounce ideas and, and stuff off of each other. Yeah. So in light of all that, Eric, and just looking at your integration as you tried to take on this leadership role uh, during or did take on this leadership role during the pandemic, what would be your number one kind of leadership tip that you would uh, put out there for, for peers? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, I think the, the, the first thing is you, you have to be true to yourself and to your leadership style. You can't try to, to force someone else's um, style or, or ideas in, into how you do it. It's, it's good to, to take different suggestions and, and ways of, um, of approaching things and, and kind of integrate it into how you lead, but you have to do what fits you. If you're a, a practical joker and a comedian, if you're a more serious lead by example, like whatever your 
your style is. Um, you know, I've been fortunate to work for some great people and all of them have had different things that I've, I've taken or tried to take from them. Um, but you can't just look at somebody and say, I'm going to be, I'm going to lead exactly like they do because it, it doesn't work for you. You have to have, you have to let your personality come through and, and you have to be genuine and honest about it. So, you know, I, I try to, um, I try to take the good things that I've learned along the way and, and hopefully it's all paid off. But, um, you know, I, I think the, the most important thing is, is being authentic and, and true to yourself and leading in the way that fits each individual leader. Yeah, um, I couldn't agree more. That was going to be what I was going to say as well is being authentic and being true. And if you have your personality and of course learning and how my style is, is from all the leaders that I've learned from, but it's okay to have a bad day and not feel down about it. Everyone's having a bad day right now, but then there's other times where you're having a great day and it's important to show that and lift people up and communicate what in a manner that's meaningful to you. And I feel like when you're not yourself, uh, people know it. So um, then people don't trust you as much. So authenticity is really important to me as well. So Eric, obviously um, operating in the midst of this pandemic, you know, we, we get hyper-focused on all of the, the very real negative things that are happening as a result of this, but um, are there some long-term benefits that you could see kind of coming out of this, of the way things change and as we uh, as we work forward to uh, eventually a post-COVID world? You know, I, I certainly think so. I mean, obviously, from a from a financial standpoint, excuse me, this is a this is a chance for everyone to kind of hit the reset button to mm. evaluate priorities and to really um, you know trim some of that fat and, and focus on what you need to be successful. Um, but even outside of that, just just from a, an entire department or, or business standpoint, you know, I think it really has shown the the importance of communicating and, and the importance of developing relationships with your coworkers outside of just you know the the transactional work piece, but really getting to know them and and who they are and and the importance of of talking through things that um, are going through you know coming across your desk. It, it's to go back to the water cooler piece that, that Katie mentioned earlier, it's easy to stay abreast and, and know what's going on when you pass people in the hallway and you share those little things. But when you're when you're virtual now and you're kind of in your own space, it really shows the importance of, of communicating and telling everyone um, what's going on, what you're working with, making sure you're all on the same page. Um, so I think that as people come back to the office, it's only going to enhance you know how we communicate and, and the information that's shared. Um, I also think I think just the openness and willingness to work virtually is is going to be a big thing. You know, work-life balance is something that um, in the public accounting world, as you guys know, or in the athletics world, it, it's um, it's a really difficult thing. And how can you integrate that? And sometimes, you know, if you're you get the sense if you're not there at, at eight in the morning or seven thirty in the morning or, or seven o'clock at night that people think you're not working. And I think this has just shown that you can work remotely. You can get stuff done at home. You don't have to be in the office, um, you know, and, and and even you know if you look with, at meetings with vendors, with um, contractors, with people across campus, you know, you may not have to bring somebody in just to have an interview or just to have a meeting, just to have um, something. You can do that virtually and save money and and still get some connection and, and um, personal interaction that you don't get on a phone call. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's been a lot of uh, um, Kind of a communication, whether it's virtually or in person, that the, the importance of that, um, and then some other little things. You know, it's given people an opportunity to 
to step away from what they're doing on a day-to-day basis and maybe learn and grow in some other areas. Um, uh, I know a couple of, uh, of our staff have done some some professional development calls for other areas just to learn and see more about the development side or more about um, you know the coaching side and, and to kind of put yourself in other people's shoes and, and see that, um, that that we probably don't normally have the time to stop and, and do that. Um, this has given us a little of an opportunity to to see other areas and to learn and grow um, and really just appreciate everything and be grateful for what we do have. Um, mm-hmm. You know, spend a little extra time with family and, um, you know, stop and smell the roses, so to speak. So um, it's, it's been a tough time and I, I don't want to sugarcoat it, but I think there's been some some huge benefits that, um, that people are starting to see now and will continue on into the future. Yeah, the, the cross training and learning new skills um, is really important. And leading up to this, before that, we were really starting to strongly advocate the financial voices. And that's what inspired this News and Brews uh, series. And I think, you know, because there's such strong financial implications to everything that's going on right now and so much uncertainty, it's required people in senior leadership that aren't part of the business office or didn't come up through that environment to have to stop and really take a moment and say, okay, what exactly does this mean? Now I have to think through a different lens. And um, to me, it just makes uh, that business office, all of the, all of your roles so much more important um, to work alongside other leadership to make strategic, well-informed decisions. And so I think that's huge. And then it's also great on the flip side, you know, like you said, development and other skills like that, everyone needs to know how to do that as well. And so, um, you know, benefits in the industry that I'm seeing that across the board, whether you're um, in a large school or a small school. And then I would say for us internally, it's the balance of being able to have more flexibility um, and autonomy to make your decisions of when you're when you're working, when you're not working, where you're working. Uh, one thing I hope to do is when things get back to normal is maybe work from home, but maybe not my home, maybe some really cool mm-hmm. vacation home somewhere and, you know, work part of the time, vacation part of the time and see a different part of the world. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that more people embrace that as we come out of this as well. No, that's good. So on a lighter note, Eric, what are you doing to uh, keep your sanity right now? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm doing a great job, but uh, no, I, I think <laughs> maybe uh, hard to do. That's right. Um, no, my, my family's been a big part of that. I've got, I've got two little girls, and uh, and so the, the house that we just moved into um, here in Starkville is it's on the lake. So um, do a lot of fishing uh, after after work at night before bedtime, and and swimming, and and you know playing sports or jumping in the bounce house or doing whatever they want to do. Um, that's been a good, good, good escape to kind of unwind for a couple hours, you know, eat, eat dinner, play with them and then, and then get back to it um, in the evening. But um, yeah, it's just, you know, it, it never truly stops, but if, if you can take some time to, to kind of shut your mind off for a little bit. And um, I think family has been a, a big part of that for me um, since my normal escape of just watching sports as a fan is, is not really something I've been able to do lately. Yeah. yeah, kids for me too. I mean, I, they just have an innocent, fun perspective and they um, take a lot of the heaviness off of the day. And um, so I always love laughing with my kids in the evenings. And then because I have more screen fatigue I'm wa- and because there's no sports, I'm watching less TV and doing more reading, which has been nice too. That's great. 
So and a final question uh, that we always wrap up with is what beverages is everyone enjoying today? So Eric, I believe, uh, what, what's your beverage of choice for this afternoon? Uh, yeah, so this is, this is gonna be kind of cheesy and corny, but uh, I'm not a big beer drinker. So I actually have uh, a okay. root beer here, just the <laughs> standard A&W root beer. And A&W root beer is great. And um, Katie and I, I don't know if you wanna share, Katie and I are drinking coffee today actually, so. All yeah, right. you can tell uh, me what we're drinking. It's whatever's brewed in the office today. I don't know what it is. In the office today. So I told, I went to Katie the other day and I said, hey, actually, let's have coffee at the when we have Eric on because um, I looked and we have we have some coffee snobs in our office. I'm one of those, and um, and we have we always bring in basically small roaster uh, roasts. And ironically enough, the one that we have this month is from a a roaster in Mississippi, in Jackson, Mississippi. It's called Bean Fruit hey, uh, Coffee Company. So I was like, well, that's perfect for, we've got the CFO right. from Mississippi State on, we should have have coffee from Mississippi. So we're drinking Mississippi coffee today. So it's really good. Right. I'm good. I appreciate that. It's a good pick me up yeah. in the afternoon. So uh, well, Eric, thank, yeah, thank you for joining us today. I know there's a, uh, a bunch of other hot topics in the college sports world that are going on that we could have talked about today. Uh, just a little right. window into this. Uh, we're filming this on Tuesday, um, August 11th. So today's the day that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have just announced the uh, the postponement or the cancellation of the of all fall sports. So needless to say, other huge items happening today. But um, we recognize that now more than ever, strong and innovative leadership is what's needed to handle the challenges the coronavirus is throwing all of us. Uh, thanks, yeah, thanks, thanks again Eric. for having me. Uh, yeah, I thank appreciate you. It. It, was, it was good to take a little break and, and visit with you guys. Yeah, it was great catching up. Thanks for um, carving out some time for us today. And um, to everyone else, please tune in to News & Brew Sports Biz for new topics relevant to the business of college athletics. In addition to finding us on the James Moore YouTube channel, you can now find us on your favorite podcast channel. So we are converted to podcasts as well. So go to Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, there's probably others out there. Uh, maybe one day Elon Musk will get us on the moon. Um, you can find us by searching James Moore News and Brews Sports Biz. Make sure you subscribe to us so that you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you found this um, series valuable, we'd appreciate a rating on your favorite platform or simply tell a friend about the show and that would help us too. If there's a topic you'd like to see covered on a future episode, or if you would like to join us, please contact us through our website, jmco.com, or email us directly. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter for more news as the college athletics landscape continues to rapidly evolve. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers and hail state. Thanks, hail state. Thank you guys. <laughs>